Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. So I've got Paul Basil on with us today. We are going to talk a bit about inspiration, his origin story with design and all that good stuff. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and open up our space. I always start by ringing a bell just to get us in that moment. <laughs> I'm just connecting. <laughs> We're gonna connect. I, I, somebody just dropped a pen as... <laughs> next next door to me, so it's like almost the same time. Yes. So that was your bell. Okay. This is my bell. Yeah. We're like getting in the in the moment. We're connecting with our breath, and then I always just light a candle just to set the intention of um, you know connection, Perfect. creativity, all that fun stuff with the element of fire. So just yeah. See if this will catch. Perfect. And then I'm gonna pull us a card. Paul, I'm pulling a card from Moon BB Magic, which is a friend of mine. She's up in she's in Huntington Beach, but she created her own deck, and I just love okay. pulling cards. So this is what we're we're gonna kind of have fun here. Is this gonna tell me something got. about you then, or the day or me or what's this all about? It's just like connecting today with um our different world maybe the session this is a two of caves which is the two of pentacles this is diversity and whenever i get this card i'm always seeing like this juggle of of balance of of harmony and like the, the switching off sort of thing and just being in these two different i always see this as like two different worlds so oh. i feel like i'm living in two together. different worlds all right that's perfect are you i don't know <laughs> what's going on <laughs> Because, like, yeah, nice. you pay attention to what's actually happening in the world. 
yeah, the normal yeah. life that we lead. Yeah, we, it's we, kind of two different things. We totally are. There's oh. like, I feel like there's constant like parallel universes that are just happening. And yeah, we kind of go between between those worlds. So I always ask on the podcast, what is, oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you this. What are you drinking? What are you nourishing oh. yourself with? Uh, believe it or not, it's iced tea. It's, it's literally all I drink except for wine, of course. But um, okay. uh, it's it's uh, I actually brew it every Monday myself. I go I get I get I brew five gallons. It's called Royal oh Cup. Gosh. It's from Washington. Um, I found it uh, actually in Hawaii. I go to Hawaii a lot. Uh, we used to go to a little a uh, little restaurant called La Longis, and they had just the most amazing iced tea. I don't know if it was because I was in Hawaii, but I drink yeah. it. I drink it now every day. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it a green tea or black tea or just a black tea? Just you simple. know? Yeah. Black tea. I yeah, don't drink coffee, nice. so I don't like coffee. Okay. But kind of gives me a little bit of that buzz I need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I've got a black what tea over here. I've got a, oh, okay. a Chiang Rai black tea that I got from Paru. Okay. Um, she's a friend of mine. I don't know if you're familiar with Paru. She's she's there in La Jolla in your hood. Um, oh, wait a minute. That little beautiful little tea shop. Yeah, like the one next to Panikin down the street from that. Is that um, the right one? Um, it's I don't. It's right next to Haru, which is like a uh, yeah Japanese. No, I go. I yeah. I bought a bunch of stuff from them. Yeah, I love their their stuff. Oh, we're actually we're yeah. opening a restaurant just down the street from them, and we were going to actually approach them about bringing all of our all their tea into our restaurant. Oh my god! So we want to do like a tea Amy service. Is amazing. Yeah, no, it's, and I, I think yes. their products, their their products are amazing. We bought like a couple of the really cool glasses, and uh, we yeah. we do every Sunday. That's our little ritual. So ah, that's rad. Yeah, they are fantastic. I've been friends with them forever. It was before they even had a little space. They would do like these little pop up tea things, and then I would do like my moon circles, and ah, we would cool. just like make rad stuff together. Yeah, awesome. Yay! Well. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I love it. So back to my other question was, what what's home for you at the moment? As far as where I live, <laughs> or, could be anything. Um, could be like where you live. It could just be the uh, idea of it. Like, I, uh, I mean, I live in La Jolla. I, I uh, we just we purchased a house back in 2019, uh, old mid century modern, um, mm. and I, I honestly, it's 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 been the best place I've ever lived. Uh, Wow. It's it's super magical as far as the design goes and the way it was set up and the location and the view. It's it's yeah, that's I never I always like lived downtown. I lived downtown for twenty eight years in, in the East Village yeah. especially. I never thought I'd move out. You know, I like I lived in some high rises and stuff like that. I lived in lofts, I lived in warehouses and I never thought I would I thought I was always gonna be a city guy, but uh we we found this house on a tour one day and I was like blown away that it wasn't sold. And me and uh, I think, you know, Jules, uh, we, yeah. we literally put an offer in that day and we fought until we got it. We like, we wake up there every day going, how did we get this? Like, how did, wow. how did we score this house? So that's my home. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love I got to show, I got to show it. I don't think you've seen it yet. So I'll, I'll definitely, no, have, I we're going to do, over and... we're, we do events uh, quite often. So I'll, I'll have you. Come over. Okay. Yeah. We're down. I love it. Right. This is um, this guy's my home too. 
This is Noble. Oh, who is this? Oh, this is Noble. Hi, Noble. Oh, it's beautiful. I think he has he to the bathroom, but she's going to have to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to find somebody else yeah. to take him out. We have a, we have um, a dog office, so. Oh, sweet. And how many, do, I, I noticed that you guys feature the dogs a lot. How many are in the, the office at a time? Um, I mean, we, we never usually have more than five here, but usually there's like three or four minimum. Um, nice. yeah, we got some new ones coming in right now, actually. So we got a bunch of new people We're we're expanding our office right now because we get higher another 20 people. So, oh my God, that's mayhem. Wow. Wow. And so <laughs> a perk of that is that they get to bring their dogs to everybody. Yeah. Anybody has a dog can bring it as long as it's like, we had one dog that the only Body time we had, and... we had one dog that we didn't like, nobody liked the dog, but we just didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was like, a, it was the biggest dog and we called him the format because he would just lay oh out because we just, you know, we have like one big long hallway in our office and like, he just lay in the middle of it. And so everybody's like tripping over him and it was funny, but, and he would That's make hilarious. you pet him. But he's no longer he force, there. No, he's not here. thing. <laughs> Him and his owner really didn't fly, so it kind of oh, got it. <laughs> so I think <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So uh, nice. Anyway. That's funny. Anyway, hilarious. So yeah. So I am curious because I don't think I've ever really asked you. Maybe I have, but I don't. I don't think so. We've had many conversations um, of how you got into the design world. Like, what's what's the story there? Like, how did how did this all happen? I. I mean, I think. I mean. It, I don't want to go too far back because it gets kind of lengthy, but yeah, yeah. I grew up next to uh, a really well-known architect in um, in Michigan. I'm from Detroit, and we okay. we were out in the boonies. We were in Milford, Michigan, which is you know like where our house back the state national park. So we had just thousands and thousands of acres to our our disposal. But our guy, somebody moved in next door, did a very modern house, like very odd shape, like solar panels, like just a really some just crazy different and he was actually one of the um designers of the renaissance building uh so which is a fa- the most famous building in, in, in detroit so i grew up next to that and that's kind of like inspired me to like uh like architecture um i did go to school for about a year and a half uh back in michigan didn't like it um decided to come out to san diego start a business and then found uh, that I, when I was working construction, that I kept seeing all this rebar laying around and I started making things with it. And then I'm like, wait, maybe I can get into design this way. Yeah. I just didn't like how long it took to become an architect. It was like 20 years oh, or something. It. <laughs> like it was just like, was like <laughs> I can be a doctor. I mean, why would I do all this yeah. for, you know, wait 15 years before I'm designing a house? Like, so I kind of went the reverse way. I'm starting to design houses now. Okay. So. It took me, oh my it gosh. took me the same amount of time. So I could have just gone to school and done it, but anyway, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of the start. I started doing furniture. I just love, I still do. I love furniture. I love lighting, um, just yeah. designing it stuff, but, you know, being able to do just intimate details with something is so much more fun. It's just, so mm-hmm. that's how it started. And then I started working for other architects and designers and I just thought that there was a process missing. And so. I'm more of a fabricator who became a designer and I, Got my it. design is derived from the build. So I'm not just thinking about a design aesthetic. I'm just thinking about how am I going to build it at the same time so that it doesn't become something that's watered down or later be or whatever. So 
that's kind of our process now. That's how, that's how I'm trying to train wow. and teach our, our team how to do that. Um, and how many people do you have on your team at the moment? I know you said you're in a huge hiring rush. Um, I think we're at 55 right now. Wow. So we're probably be 60 in the next, I think we have like five more people coming on in the next month. So we'll be at 60 pretty soon. Thank so. goodness. <laughs> and those, those first few projects where you, you were collaborating with other people, like creating those things or were you just kind of you went off on your own or like um, I have a lot of people that are kind of you know wanting to get into the field uh, and I'm, I always like to know like how did how did that like break happen or how did um what was that process I like? had I, I had done I'd been building like a bunch of just furniture and tables and I just all kinds of weird stuff uh, and I was just using leftover rebar so I'd get all the rebar leftover from construction site and I'd go build a bunch of stuff with it and then I would sell it in stores and then I realized the stores were marking me up like double. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing all the work. And so yeah. I opened a store. I opened a store in the gas lamp uh, back in 94. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So I had a store and that's kind of where I showed people stuff. We, you know, I'd sell okay. And it wasn't that great, but it, uh, most of the time people wanted something custom. And so we started doing yeah, custom okay. stuff. And then architects and, and top designers used to come in and say, can you do custom? That's kind of how I got into it. And I started doing custom for them. And then. It got to a point where we we're doing lunch and learns with our in architecture firms and interior design firms like hey this is just show me a napkin design and i'll build it for you like don't yeah. spend all your time trying to figure it out because i'm going to take your drawings and throw them away because you're not doing it right <laughs> so not to be arrogant but it was <laughs> just like, like you got to understand your yields and your materials you got to understand your equipment's capabilities and you got to be able to do all that simultaneously while you put something together so not a lot of people are thinking of that stuff so that's kind of right that's kind of like how I figured it out. And then after a while, I had actually, you know, one of my big inspirations is Jennifer Luce, uh, was a good friend of mine, oh, yeah, um, she's great. back, back, back in early 2004, five, six. And we, and she was the first one who said, Hey, like, why don't you just design yourself? What are you, why are you working for people? I don't. And I was working for her, Yeah. which I, th I thought that was really oh my gosh. amazing for her to say. I'm like, I'm doing work for you mostly yeah. right now, but. So, but she was just like, you're good enough to do it yourself. So then that kind of inspired me. And that's when I did my restaurant. I just, that from there on, I had a design team. Wow. So it's, not, it's not like a plan. <laughs> the guild. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, not that many people know about it. The guild restaurant down in Barry Logan. Uh, yeah. It was only open for like two years. That actually got me a yeah. really good understanding of but restaurants. But that's what you needed. Yeah. No, I... That's a, that's a big part of when I meet with uh, clients, you know, we, we talk about restaurants. I'm like, I, I went through that. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. I know what to understand the back mm -hmm. of house. I understand service. I understand. You have to. I understand yeah. operating it. It's a freaking nightmare. So I'm doing it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's so yeah. great. Yeah. So, so kind of coming back to the theme of inspiration, who or what like where do you find inspiration like where does that come from i mean i don't i don't know if it's traditional inspiration i think yeah i mean obviously we all get it from everything we see and wherever we do i think yeah. you know obviously when you travel i mean i go to italy a lot and i'll be honest with you um, it doesn't inspire me as much it does once in a while uh okay you know like i, I think carlo Scar scarpa is one of my favorite architects in italy i what i love is just his details so i think uh, you know mm. like I kind of remember I was in Verona and I went to one of the one of the uh, castles he renovated 
for a museum. And I remember like just going through it. I was with my brothers. I had a couple of brothers with me and their, and their girlfriend or wife's girlfriend. Um, and I remember I was just running through and I was just like, look at these designs. And I'm like, look at the easels. And I'm looking at like the floor, like trim detail. And I'm like, and I'm looking at the bridges and they're like, dude, aren't you look at the art. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. That doesn't even interest me. And then we kind of went through this whole like rigmarole all the way up to the top. And then I saw the staircase at the very top. I'm like, oh my God, this is Carlos Scarfa. I'm like, I was wow. just so like thrilled. And I was just like, that's where I love to live is like in that detail. Like he's got genius in that. So uh, that's one of the big inspirations for me. Uh, Tom Kundig. Yeah. Big, I think I just feel kin with him. You know, I, I had an opportunity mm. to have dinner with him a few years ago. I kind of screwed up and missed it. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel... Yeah, I kind of, yeah, that was kind of a bad move. But anyway, we, uh, yeah, I just look at his work and I feel very, very connected to it. Um, I love big, movable, operable windows and doors. Mm -hmm. I love steel is our main thing. That's everything that's happening behind me right now is all steel. And nothing, our our joke is with our team is like, can't you design anything light? Like, (laughs) it's like everybody has like back braces on and like everyone's just totally killing themselves here. But, um, that's another one. I mean, I, you know, there's other places, other people like uh, Oscar Neumeier is like just incredible mm. design, just overall like form, like just monster form. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I look, I look at, I look, yeah. <laughs> I look at lookbooks. Uh, <laughs> I don't read a lot, but I, I, yeah, yeah. So you're very I visual. Like, I'm like, yeah, I have books everywhere, but um, those are yeah. my inspirations, I think. And as far as people or individuals, but other than that, I, I find mm-hmm. it, some of the smallest things, you know, when you're just walking down the street and you see something that somebody screwed up on and it's like, that was kind of cool, even though oh, right. they, they did it wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. it depends you on still take what you're doing. From it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I mean, you, I, I know is, is a big inspiration for other people. How do you think your design inspires others? I think mostly, I think, you know, I think the fact that we built 90% of everything we do um, I think that's a big inspiration and that's something I, I'm hoping that is, is inspiring people to do the, you know, something similar. Um, cause I, I do think that the future now with the technologies we have, with the equipment we have is something where more designers should kind of pick up a hammer and pick up, you know, some tools and yeah. start doing some of themselves. Not, not to the extent that we've gone like. I bring in as much of the different things or the elements in the different trades just because I get tired of working with other people. I know that sounds horrible. Got it. But like, I mean, like, we, you know, like you'd have like a water jet guy and he would bring your parts and you're wrong. And he'd like, he'd like, I just cut the file. And I'm like, oh my God, like I got to do this oh all gosh. over again. Like, and I got to send him new yeah. material. Like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a water jet and just do it myself. Um, oh and that's kind of how we've kind of grown. But I think it's like there's a lot of the technology, especially like the CNC equipment and stuff like that. We like we have a whole CNC department, and like with all those equipment, that's where that's where I'm noticing like we we work a lot with kids from school and stuff like that, and I see how mm-hmm. they get so excited about the CNC equipment, and that's the future. I mean, robotics is going to come in pretty quick and easy. Uh, we have some robotics here. Uh, we have a robotics department downstairs, and I think that oh eventually gosh. will will move into that even more. So so I think. You know, having to be this super incredible craftsman is something that we still love and we have, but I think it's going away. Uh, We're finding it very hard Mm -hmm. to find people that want that skill. So I think you're Mm -hmm. kind of a hybrid now. You're like kind of a designer and a builder. I think that's going to be the the future. So 
if that's what we're doing to inspire people, that'd be great. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just find it like on some of my jobs, like we'll design something, whether it's like a detail on a fireplace or like a weird um, island. And mm -hmm. we're sitting there like doing drawings. I'm like, I am not an engineer. Like, why am I figuring this out? But I'm like working with the metal people trying to like figure out how is this going to actually yeah. stand and, and work. And, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> intense. <laughs> that's the fun part. I think I that's, a, that's a, that's the intrigue, especially if you can make it even a better design because a lot of times you have to alter yeah. the design to fit the buildable aspect Correct. of it and to me like a win like i always say like if we can make it even better and by mm -hmm. making it more buildable that to me is more beautiful sometimes it, it i don't know if i just naturally adapt my eye or my vision yeah. or my brain to it but like i think they're more beautiful when they're more buildable like i think it's yeah that's probably not for everybody but it for me that's what's really exciting yeah. And I saw, I think it was on Instagram that you guys, do you guys do upholstery as well in your yeah. space? Yeah, we have an upholstery studio now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just buying it like a little CNC, uh, oh my God. like laser. So you can cut your patterns and you get, it takes a snapshot of your hide so you can like maximize all your Shut up. parts. This is amazing. We're doing tons of leather work now. We're doing stone. We do stone work. We do all of our own glazing, acrylics. Wow. I mean, basically, there's not really much we don't get our hands into. We just tend to. we just perfected finally how to do rammed earth, which was really fun. But I mean, I think what we do is we have the team that we hire are, you know, is we'll that... hire somebody for like a metal, like as a welder or fabricator or something like that yeah. or a wood guy. But our our work is so varied that sometimes we have just too much metal work. And so all the wood guys slide over and they start work learning how to do woodwork. Uh, almost everybody wants to work CNC if they can. Um, okay. So it's, you got to line up for that one. But uh, but I think the idea is that people kind of slide around and they kind of learn these different trades. And like we just, I just bought a neon shop up in LA. And so we just brought wow, it down. That's so rad. Yeah. And so my upholstery guy was like, you know, we had, we had, he had a couple, you know, weeks where we didn't have a ton of work for him. I'm like, hey, we got to, yeah. I got this, I got this neon shop in a box right now. <laughs> so he pulled it out and he's like learning how to do neon. So we have the, the person that we bought it from. So they come oh down God. and train two or three of the guys down here to how to do neon. I mean, we're not going to do like neon. We're not going to do a beer science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I just like, <laughs> I like it as a, like a, a indirect light. You know what I mean? Like if there's, yeah, even yeah. though the LED neon's getting closer, it there's, it's, it's just such a beautiful light. Mm -hmm. It's, you can't, you can't match mm -hmm. it with anything else. Yeah, and imagine you're probably experimenting and just trying different things and using it in different ways. Yeah, exactly. People and that's, we haven't even got right? to that point. And that's another reason why we bring tools on. Like, I don't bring tools on to make money. I, I bring tools on because yeah. first it makes it convenient. And then, this, the, you know, like if we need to do something on the fly, we can figure it out and just do it right then. Uh, and then also, like, once we introduce, so we do little lunch and learns with our design team. And we show them how to use okay. equipment so it inspires them like, hey, how can I use that to do something different? Mm. And so they're trying to come up with the origami aspect of like, how do we utilize these equipment in different ways? So wow, it's fun. It's fun. That's super. That's rad. I mean, that's yeah. really cool. And so I'm curious about people that are coming in. So do they already have experience in, in this building field or are they like um, interested in design? Like, how are you, how are, how are they? Some, some do. Most of them just have a strong desire to want to learn. Okay. And that's really all we're yeah. looking for. We don't expect somebody to be come out of college and have an architectural degree to, to want, you know, to already know how to build stuff. But 
I mean, even like new schools, yeah. for example, and then I know, uh, I know Stanford does, you know, project-based learning, stuff like that. I think, you know, I think that's to me is, I actually talked to one of my really good friends is uh, a dean over there and she, I talked to her all the time about like, how, why don't we put a program together where they, they start the shop? Kind of like, I, yeah. I know it sounds goofy, but like yeah. reverse engineer no, your design concept. Cause they're like, they're, I'm like always going to their shows and they're building these crazy, designing these crazy buildings. I'm like, look, if they were lucky, they might do this when they're 50. They're like, like, yeah. they're gonna, like whatever you're teaching right now, there's no way they're going to remember all of that back in the, you know, yeah. 30 yeah. years. But, um, you know, but like if you teach them how to build something, they'll, you don't really forget that stuff. So, Absolutely. Just I mean, it's, it's all about one, that experience. Well, it's just like you're just doing one. You know, like if you're using a, sheet, a press break, you're just bending metal. It's not yeah. that big a deal. But at least you, you don't really yeah. forget it. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what it's going to do. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like why I created um, that mentorship program for the aspiring designers is to get them oh, like yeah. into the spaces and oh, cool. to like learn from people that are doing it now and figuring out and then deciding it's a what I want to do. Do I want to even go to school? Like, you know, mm -hmm. the option there is, is also you don't have to. Like, I think, you know, lifting that sort of veil and, and, and I've noticed that with the members that I have, a lot of them are like second career. Yeah. And they're like, I always thought I had to go back to school and like get this degree. And, and a couple of them are already like working in the field and it's only been a month and they're doing stuff and oh, they're just great. getting their feet wet. So it's like, you know, just being able to give people, I think to, to give people permission and to also be able to see, um, what's possible, just like you showing them, mm -hmm. you know, we've got this thing going on, here's what's happening. And then like the gears and the ideas start forming. And then you've just created like a really cool asset to your, your team. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's good. You, you can know, bring them by here, by the way. You're welcome to. I would love to bring them yeah. by. They're yeah, going to freak out. <laughs> oh, no, it's fun. Yeah, I can, absolutely. We, we got everyone loves doing tours here. It's fun part, too. Uh, so there's always yeah. somebody willing to jump up and, and do a tour. In, into it. Oh, that's so rad. I love it. So th my next question is, what comes after inspiration? <laughs> after inspiration, <laughs> yeah, uh, implementation, I think, uh, it's, it's yeah. always the key, I think. I think that's, I mean, that's, again, I don't like you beating dead horse but like that is kind of our next yeah. step is that we have to build it so you know our our process is the design is we have a design pass off and then it goes into engineering mm -hmm. so we have a whole group of engineers that work here and, and we have to put it into a, a work drawing and, and we have to a lot of times we have to get it structurally engineered so that's the next step is building it i guess i don't know if that was the right yeah direction yeah. of the answer but <laughs> yeah it's like experimenting and trying and seeing yeah. what works and well we have like a yeah. group that this does samples you know just you know think prototyping mm -hmm. and stuff like that we always prototype what's the process on the prototype and what does that look like well we don't care about finish that's that's the first thing okay. so we, we can say a lot of times <laughs> if you i mean if you're building something you have to have an organization to how it's going to be assembled or welded together or put together however yeah. cold fastened whatever it is and sometimes you have to finish before you actually put it together. So in prototyping, that's mm. the kind of the fun part is you can skip all that stuff and you can just kind of get the part it. out. And it doesn't have to be pretty. And I don't care where the welds are. I don't, you know, you know we're not looking for that. We're just looking for right. functionality and, you know, three, three dimensionally, like, does this feel good, you know, but, um, mm -hmm. but I think, I mean, what we do is prototyping every day and, and a lot of times we don't get yeah. a chance to 
actually do a physical prototype. So we only do the physical prototype if it's going to be multiple or if it's going to be something that okay. move, if it moves. So like if we do our mecha, our mechatronics lab, we prototype everything just because we have to test it and run it for a while and make sure that it's operational and, and that we're not going to have issues down the road because we don't like, we hate doing maintenance. <laughs> like the last thing right. you want to do is have <laughs> run around thing. town just Especially doing maintenance on everything. Yeah. So but we try to minimize that. Very cool. I was curious. Last time we just randomly ran into each other in Austin and you were working oh, or starting yeah, right. to work. <laughs> I forgot about that. I always think about like, oh my God. That's yeah. so crazy. Um, I know, right? Like, oh, yeah, we were both, I was, I came in just for a job to go out there and I was there for less than 24 hours. Yeah. And I think it was your first time out there, like meeting the team that you were working yeah. with. And we were just we going to dinner. I remember perfectly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just hear, I just feel this tap on my shoulder and turn around and it was like, oh my gosh, so crazy. Um, crazy. But I want to know about that project. I didn't, I, didn't, I don't um, know, like, did you guys move forward on it? Like, oh, yeah. open? What's no, it's that? like our, it doubled actually. So it's like, that's our biggest really? project right now. We're, we actually are, uh, I'm looking at property and in, in, in down by South Congress right now. Actually, I go in, uh, in two weeks. To look at a property we're mm. looking expanding Austin, Austin now I fell in love with Austin and then wow. the people out there are just incredible I think it's very akin to San Diego I'll be honest with you like I, I yeah I, there's something about the two and it's such a great it's such an easy trip it's like like two yeah. hours you're there and it's just as close to the airport it is here so you're not like there's no there's not really any drive yeah. time or anything like that everything's just an Uber yeah. But no, we're super thrilled. We're, you know, we, we, we're, we're working on, they actually, we designed the entire project and then they bought the same size property next door and like, okay, we want to oh just expand gosh. this whole thing. So we had to scrap all the design we did and then just redo the whole thing. But now it's just, uh, it's a big private, it's really cool. It's a private club. Oh my gosh. And it's, uh, it's going to be, it's got, you know, it's got two sub, uh, two floor subterranean spa it's got a live music venue a professional studio uh, you know archive room for music and equipment or uh, uh, it's very musical obviously it's got yeah. its own uh, restaurant it's got offices and then it's got this huge penthouse wow. suite with an, and then yeah it's it's a monster project it's 60 some thousand square wow. feet and you're doing all of it the whole we're doing the whole thing. thing we're actually building it where I got my GC <laughs> license out there so we're the general Shut contractor up, as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're just we're we already have <clears throat> three staff out there um, full time, and then we we've hired probably eight eight staff just to manage it from here. Wow. So wow. that's a it's a monster. And so when did when did it open? Uh, no idea. <laughs> three three years probably. <laughs> like, don't ask I mean, me that. It's got to be like I mean we're gonna it's it's going in sections because part of the okay. project is is a brand new building. It's just being a, it's just a TI. And then the other is all new build, which that'll probably take three years. So the full thing opening 100% will be three years, but we'll probably open within a year and a half, probably yeah. for the main structure. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always ask, like, what what's coming up or, or what's brewing, what's going on? And it looks uh, like that. Is there anything else that oh, you're super excited about? Yeah. That <laughs> we have. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the dirt right now. I'm building a house in Bankers Hill. Um, okay. it's kind of behind me here, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a 3,200 square foot house, uh, designed it a few years ago. We're actually building it. It's, we bought the property. We're 
we're doing it full, so we spec'd it. We're just even building it for spec, yeah. I should say. Uh, it's also prefab. Okay. It's part prefab, part um, uh, site work, and then uh, we're also building four houses in La Jolla. Uh, we bought three acres of land uh, above the golf course that happened to surround my house. So it was like the last of the estate of the house wow. I bought from. So we're building four rather large custom homes there. Uh, so we're trying to get into a little bit in development. Like we're still like when we're also opening a restaurant on Girard, and that's our that's our also our project. So we're trying oh, to do our it. own like projects. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're kind of like, you know, kind of we're still working. We're still we have still have a lot of other projects that we're doing. We have 15 other restaurants okay. we're doing right now. We're trying to get kind of like have an equal kind of a balance. Maybe like the cards you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the balance is like our own work that's that we can control ourselves, that we can do whatever we want, and then the client based stuff. So, mm. yeah. And so, lot. with these houses, are are you are there people that own those? Are you own these houses outright, and you're going to be selling them or renting them? Oh or no, like, no, it's just land the... right now. We're we're entitlement right now. Or we're going to build four custom homes. So we have okay. to build first phase is we're building the road right now. We're going to be building got it. Oh my gosh. a road to okay. the houses because there's no road right now. Um, and then we have to build. So we, we already that's already been financed and that's ready to go. And then phase two got is the, to actually build the homes. We already designed the houses. We're just, um, we got to get the architecture done in the next mm. year. We have some time. So. Yeah. And this is new because you don't typically do houses. It's No. I'm doing them with Jules Wilson. Uh, right. My other half. Yeah. So we're nice. my better half, I should say. Um, so we're <laughs> we're sort of we're starting we're starting to do projects together. Um, the restaurant is something that we're doing together. The, the the four houses we're doing together, and then we have some other projects where we're kind of mixing our, our services together, both design and and build work. So it's kind of wow. it's kind of a new thing. It's fun. <laughs> We're not trying to kill each other, so that's that's it's working. Yeah, out that's great. hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. It's just, I mean, you got like a too many chefs sometimes in the kitchen, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So just figuring yeah. out that balance. Sometimes I just shut up. <laughs> just yeah, just be quiet. <laughs> you know where? Just, just go somewhere else. But no, it's fun. It's really good. Like she's got a great that's team amazing. down there too. It's like incredible. Incredible group of people. Yeah, and she's pretty close to you too, right? I mean, you, your one offices block, aren't yeah, too far one away. Block. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really fun because we just kind of bounce back and forth. It's kind of like so if we have two offices now. It's yeah. So and we're doing a lot. Like next week, we're doing an event with her team and our team. We're all going to the Del Mar races together and having a big oh fun like dinner cocktail kind of thing. So oh, it's fun. So great. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, so with all this juggling and all the things happening, do you have any practices that you participate in to keep you grounded and centered and level-headed? And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know you mentioned that you're going to ask that. I'm like, I don't really... Uh, <laughs> do I don't know. I think what I do is grounding. Um, yeah. You know, I don't really... I don't think of this as work. So I don't know if I have to yeah. get grounded from it. But... Um, Got it. I do. I mean, I go on, I go on walks. We go on like, I like urban yeah. walks where, you know, you're walking around architecture and stuff like that. Um, mm. We travel a lot, quite a bit. We just got back from Hawaii. I go to Hawaii a lot. Um, that's really my mm. grounding place. So I usually try and do yeah. that at least twice a year if I can, but just, a, you know, three or four days at a time. But we have, our right. family has a house there. And it's, um, that is my, I, when you said home earlier, I kind of was 
Yeah. Is it Hawaii or is it here? I'm not sure. I've been going to Hawaii longer uh, for 30 years now. And I just love, it. I just, as soon as we touch down and we open the, the doors open to the air, the, on the airplane, I just feel, I do feel at yeah. home there. Just because you're, you're so That's far so from cool. everything. Like there's, <laughs> there's no disaster you're going to do anything about. You're like, I can't get on the plane, fix any of that. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So how can people um, be inspired by your work? Where can we find all this fun stuff that's going on? Um, well, I mean, we do, we do a pretty strong Instagram. Um, okay. We have, uh, we have somebody that manages that full time. Nice. We don't, we don't go crazy. I know that overposting sometimes is, is kind of yes. gives people fatigue. So we try to be selective and, and sort of just slow feed. We do stories, um, you know, as much as we can, that's usually about the build part, mm -hmm. you know, it's usually studio shots, stuff like that. And then our website, we're, we keep that pretty well updated. Yeah. So any new projects are usually within it's if they, when they open, we, we're, we try to get them done and up within a month of the time we did it. So yeah. that's probably the, the best place to see what we do. And that has a whole thing awesome. on our mechatronics lab, which is kind of our, our thing that we're super proud of now that we're kind of merging electronics and and architecture together. So that's that's kind of been a real fun department. So. Yeah, that's super rad. Um, and then I, I think I was on your website and you, there is a tab, right, for like careers if somebody wanted to apply because yep. you've got all these openings and- There's like 10 or, <laughs> I think there's like 10 positions, that 10 different positions. Yeah. So it's like- Every time I'm on there, like, like oh my God. Something for everybody. It's like a, it's like a wheel. We just like pick a, yeah. pick a career. <laughs> We got it. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. I know you are like always slammed and busy and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk yes. to me and to share Fun. a bit about what you're doing. I wasn't planning being like camera, I said, so <laughs> <laughs> like, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Can we fun. like, can yeah. we pan yeah. over and see the, the oh, shop yeah. behind you? I'm, I'm sure everybody would love to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's incredible. But I think I'm, yeah, so I'm this right. It's one of them Yeah, backwards. you got yeah. it. Uh -huh. So that's the back part is all uh, CNC equipment and that fabrication, steel fabrication in the middle, uh, cutting in the back, and then our wood department's all on this side. And then we have another uh -huh. studio in Barrio. Uh, it's approximately the same size, but outside, but we, we have like a full spray booth and that's where we do, that's where we do all of our finishing work and all that stuff. But we, we, we need to move. We're, this is too tiny for us. We need to triple this. So we're, we're trying to find a oh new location, uh, which is really hard, but. It's San Diego. It's, it's almost impossible to find something with yeah. without, I just don't want to be too yeah. far. Like I want quality of life. Right. I don't want our staff driving yeah. San Isidro. It's just not going to work. No. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we gotta, we're going to, we're, sure. we're picky about where we want to land. So. Oh. Cool. You'll have to keep us posted when that happens and, and we'll create a date for um for a tour with the membership yeah. and anytime. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, All right, awesome. Here. Thank you. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge. And leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between 
school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.